Today's Midnight Edition, as Tim suggested, is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR at checkout to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. No, IMDB. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's getting left in there. Anyways. Okay, yeah, for real. Just, just, yeah, just go. What a, what, a, like it, what a way to just usher in year two of the podcast. It's been about a week since we hit year two. This is the first podcast I'm doing in year two. And, you know, I thought I was the good guy here. I'm the play-by-play boys. And they just sabotaged me. It's it's just it's an all-out sabotage here. We got actual real news for the first time it seems like all year, and I'm it's it's a sabotage over here anyway. All right, let's let's get to the news. To the subject at hand, or the subjects at hand. Bryce Harper now has a new team today. Manny Machado has a new team. Bryce Harper gets an utterly ridiculous. 13-year, yeah, you heard that right, $330 million contract, you heard that right too. Compared to Machado's contract, which he signed about a week and a half ago, of 10 million and 30, uh, 10 million, no, sorry, 10-year, $300 million contract with the San Diego Padres, and it also comes on the heels just the day after Nolan Arenado became the highest annual player or highest annual salary in Major League Base- Baseball with a six-year, two hundred and sixty million dollar extension. So, boys, um, what do we think about all this? Uh, I want to hear what you guys think first because I want to know if I'm going to be the outlier in my opinion or if I'm going to be falling in line with the crowd. Tim, it's been a while since you've been on this program. Why don't you go first? Um, well, I'm a fan of all three deals. Uh, I mean, it was my personal preference for the Harper to stay with the Nationals just because I like uh, Lakers. But, you know, he got a good deal. He wanted to break the record, and he did, and he should. This guy is... Uh, Probably the face of the MLB, so you know you gotta pay. You gotta pay him money. He got. He deserves the money, and he got paid. Uh, as for Manny Machado uh, going to the Padres, I told you about this, Joe. Too, I told you that that team is going to be sick. Like they have the best farm system. In baseball, they just signed Manny Machado. They still have Eric Hosmer. They still have Will Myers, who uh, is probably defensively, but still. He's a DH. Will Myers is a DH playing in the National League. But, you know. Just like Harper will be at the end of his contract. Well, definitely. Maybe by then they'll have a DH in the National League. I hope not. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I hope not. That's what I 
think this is a, a, a hairbringer for this contract. I think, I mean, I, I think that either one of two things is happening here. Either the Nationals, I mean, the, the, the Phillies are operating under the assumption that the DH is coming, or they've heard rumblings from the Major League office that the DH is coming. Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense to give that long of a contract to a guy who's going to be out in the field at 39 years old. He's already not an amazing defender. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the deal is a good deal for the Phillies. Bryce Harper deserves, he is a stud. He deserves the money. Right. I don't have a problem with the pro. I don't have a problem with the three hundred and thirty. Teams offering him like forty-five million annually. That's what I was going to bring up to you. I think Bryce Harper is getting severely underpaid based on his value. I think it's really? a great deal for the Phillies. I don't think it's a great deal for Harper because we were we were hearing about like Tim, like you just said, we were hearing about. Forty-five million years was on the table. Fifty million years was on the table from the Dodgers and the Giants. I guess Boris and Harper just weren't able to get the Dodgers to commit to a long-term deal. Are you out of your mind? You're going to pay like four hundred fifty million dollars contract. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, that but it big, just yeah, but I thought he would get like he would still end. Up, I didn't think it would go that high, but I thought he would still end up getting like three hundred and fifty million or something for you know, like ten or eleven years. And I, 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 what I think happens is I don't. I think he wanted to go out to Los Angeles. I think he knew that the Phillies were always going to give him the money, and he had that on the back burner. And he was okay with going to Philly, but he wanted to go to the West Coast. And they just were never willing to offer him the, the max length. And he, was, he said, I'm going to go with the length. I know there's a lot of speculation that he didn't want to go to Philly. So that he signed there was like, yeah, I don't know. But the, fact the fact that he has a full no trade clause and, and no opt-outs needs yeah. to be that he's, he's okay with Philly. I was just getting to that. That is crazy to me. From, what, are, what, are, what do you think, John? Okay, well, if I can interject really quick, I'm going to try and pace myself here. Because like, there's a lot of points I want to bring up. But first of all, I kind of like, I like each I like each deal for, for what it brings to the table. I don't think one deal, I, I think it maybe at the end of the day will have a better idea of what deal is better than the other. But as of right now, I kind of like each deal for what it brings to the table. I like Machado's deal. I think a lot of people gave him a lot of slack that he didn't deserve that money, and maybe he does. But the fact that there's a five, there's an opt out, that 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 is not entirely going to be a ten year deal per se. I mean, he's probably going to take money, but the fact that there's an opt out, I like the fact of that. I think Nolan Arenado deserves to be the highest. I think he deserves to be one of the highest annual players. But I think his deal with Harper is really a lot more interesting than just what it seems to be on face value. The fact is 13 years, 330 million. I, I agree that I think he wanted security more than the highest annual player. And right now, that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is yeah. the highest annual player. Yeah. 
highest. Well, that makes player. sense because Bryce Harper, he wanted to get paid over twenty million even when he's thirty-nine years old. Plus, you know, to bring up some points that from the Michael K show I was listening to earlier. You know, I agree. I think maybe the reason the Phillies went with this deal was because uh, they probably heard rumblings that, you know, that the DH is probably going to be coming to the National League. And with that said, even if it didn't, let's say, let's say um, years from now, let's say like five or six years from now, Harper's in his 30s, you know, he's really not producing like he was in right field, and the DH hasn't come to the National League. The fact that he's not being paid the highest annual player still makes this deal tradable. So if the Phillies are like, listen, we got to work. Let's say they get a, let's say five years from now, they're, they're, the Phillies peak is over and they're like, we're ready to rebuild again. And, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to get over Bryce Harper. They get at least, at least he's tradable now. He is, he's, he's, the fact that he's not being paid the most out of everyone is will allow him to be, you know, traded maybe to the Yankees who maybe have traded Stan at this point. But this is this is years and years and years from now. This is like what we're talking. But that's what I like to accept the trade, right? Because there's no trade clause in his contract. But, but, but that's, know, that, that's, but, that's but, an excellent Stan, point. But Stan had a no trade clause. And like as Michael Payne said earlier, everybody yeah, but that's has the thing. He has to he has to go to a team that like he wants to go to. But he's, he's that that can that can happen though. I mean, yeah. that's an excellent point. just happening right now because we've seen that before with Stanton. Um, before that, with Prince Fielder when he was traded, he had a blanket no trade clause, but he approved to go to Texas. Josh Hamilton blanket no trade clause, but he approved to go back to back to the Rangers. So we've seen it happen before. All right, I've let you buffoons ramble on for long enough. You all are wrong. You're just dead wrong. All of you are fucking dead wrong. These deals are atrocious. Every single one. The Arenado, not so much. It's not as bad. Six for two for 260 is not terrible. The Machado deal reeks of desperation. Reeks of old school baseball. It re- He's going to take the opt-out. Who else is going to give him $31 million as a th- or thirty whatever million dollars as a thirty-one year old. Nobody. No one's doing that. Yeah, but that's the thing. They deserve the money. I'm not knocking Machado or Harper or Arenado or any of the players that get the money. Of course they deserve the money. I'm knocking the idiot organizations that dish out these types of deals because none of them work. There has not been a ten year deal that has worked. Stanton got traded. A-Rod got traded the first time. Then he got released the second time. These are strangleholds on your organization, and they are completely crippling. 13 years for Harper? Are you fucking kidding me with no opt-out or any trade clause whatsoever? They're locked in for 13 years? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Oh my god, I'm so happy you brought that up, Tim. You sell tickets? Are you kid? What kind of- that is such an outdated line of thinking to sell tickets. People are going to show up anyway if you win games. It doesn't matter if Bryce Harper's on the field or some single-A players on the field that, that we don't even know about yet. It doesn't matter 
who's on the field. It doesn't matter who's on the field. If they win games, they win games. Hold on, hold on, before you make that, before you make your point, because you have a good point. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Now, if this is an East Coast team like the Phillies and the Yankees or the Red Sox, you're right. People are going to show up anyway. If the Cardinals or whatever, or the uh, Cubs, you're right. But the Padres, people are not going to show up anyway. Machado being a Padre, they're selling more tickets. They're getting more interest in the in. Sunday night baseball is going to come out there a few times. They're going to they're going to get more um, road fans to come in. People are going to want to see the Padres on TV or in the, on the in the stadium because Manny Machado is there. So I don't think it reeks of desperation. What I think the pod from the Padres perspective, I think it's more of what have we got to lose? We're we're not. What you have a franchise to lose. You're, they're the only franchise in San Diego. If they tank their and and get out, there's nothing in San Diego anymore. They're not gonna. They're not gonna leave though. They have a like a 50 year lease of the stadium. Also, really, Joe, to, to, to advocate for Nick's point here, where it's like, what, you, what have you got to lose? Have you not ever heard the saying that the people who have the most to lose are the most dangerous? And that's why I feel like the Padres are in the situation. That what the fuck? What did they, What does San Diego have? And did they, they nothing but they had the San Diego Padres, so they had the most to lose, but they yet they had the most to gain. Also, to you, also the, the, the retort to your point that we're dead, that we're dead effing wrong. First of all, I said I was trying to pace myself. I, I think we're all trying to pace ourselves here. I'm not. I don't know about I don't know about the rest of like I don't know about Nick or Kent, but personally, I don't agree with ten-year deals. But I'm saying you're trying to find the bright side. There is no bright side. None of them have worked. And to get to back to the point of selling tickets. Really, tickets, period, don't matter anymore because the real money is coming from TV at this point. Right. And the box office at baseball games was down last year, but the revenue was up because of the TV deal. And so, well, I, I got two points to make. The, the thing about these contracts is the first, these guys are in their prime. So the first couple of years, they're going to have, like, top-level production that's worth more than whatever they're making annually. And so they'll basically have to make up for that in, in the latter half if they start, like, not producing as much. So it kind of balances itself out in the end. The other thing is these these teams are billion-dollar industries. Like, they have the money to pay the players. If they're not making these huge contracts, that's just I don't knock the players for doing it. I don't knock organizations really for giving out money. I knock organizations out for for giving these terrible ten-year contracts that don't. Why are we? Why are they still doing it anymore? They don't work. They don't. Do you know? Do you know why? You know why they're not going to play for you if you don't offer you? You know why they keep giving them out, Joe? Because that's what the players want. If I was the organization, that's what's going to change, yeah, though. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a 10 year deal, but that's your problem. That's going to be your problem in the end. Right. Here, so, why would you do that if the return on investment is going to be a failure in the end? I don't understand what the upside is here. Yeah, you win a I'm World not, Series, but you're, at the end of the day. You halfway, 
I do want to kind of meet you halfway because I want to, I want to, make, I want to establish. I don't think these deals are good on both sides. The only one I think is that is good for both parties is the Nolan Arenado deal because he's getting his money, which um, is good for him. He's getting the most money on a year-to-year basis, but it's also relatively short and he's still pretty young. So he's going to become a free agent again at like 34 or 35 right, that's a... when he still hasn't lost a lot of uh, steps. So it's good for the Rockies. But uh, for, the, for the, the Phillies deal, I think it's a great deal for the team because they're spending less money. I don't think it's a good deal for Harper because he's getting less money. He's and not getting not less money. He's getting $330 million. That's the biggest contract in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, but he's, they're not going to get stuck. Not annually. Because he's going to not a, annually doesn't mean shit. For, and they're paying more, less value than what he actually is in the long in, run. Um, in, in, um, in Machado's case, I think it's a great deal for Manny Machado because he's getting lots of money, probably more money than he, his value is actually worth. But I don't think it's a good deal for the Padres because he's going to get old and slow down, and they're still going to be paying him. What do you guys not understand about $330 million? That's $30 million more than Machado. The the average annual value value doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. He's still getting a guaranteed $330 million. I know, but that's more affordable because you're paying it out over four years. So it, it's more affordable to the Phillies. They, they have yeah. more maneuverability. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not more affordable because you know what's going to be happening when he's 35, 36, 37, 38, and 39? He's still going to be owed $25 million. Yeah, but other salaries will have gone up. I don't care about that. You're still giving $25 million to a mid-30-year-old. Whose best be baseball was behind him? The rest of, it'll be cheaper relative to other star players in the future. I can't wait until about six years from now when we look at both of these deals and we look at how much of a dumpster fire they are. The and the Padres have they not learned? Remember the last time that they did this, it blew up in their face. Yeah, because they didn't have the farm system. But why? Why do why do I have to sit here and just let an organization be an abs- make an absolute fool of itself again and not learn from anything? That's just malpractice. And that's then that's their fault. And that shows you the good difference between good franchises and bad franchises because that blows up in their face. Yeah, but I, it's not good for the game, John. It's not good for the game if one of the best players in baseball is getting just washed out. Like what Trout is doing right now. Another point about this Arenado deal. It's a five-year The thing with this Arenado deal, which I hope are blueprints for Trout and Betts, it's a six-year deal, and it's a lot of money, $260 million. I think that's what Trout's going to get. Although Trout, the, the Angels might say, how long do you think you're going to play for? We'll just give you that many years. And we'll give you $500 million if that's what it takes. But for bets, he might get six He might get six years. But I really think there's still going to be a strike, honestly. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you justify it now because 
there, there's no way to say that there's collusion anymore because Manny Machado just got paid $300 million. It well, took him five months. Not five months, three months. But it happened. That's the thing. If it hadn't happened, I think there'd be a better case. But teams were po- for less money. Teams have already have, reported like, when he got the money. What's that? Teams already reported when Machado signed. We're like five games into the into spring training, and Harper hasn't even reported yet. I know, but that's what I'm saying is they they still got the money, and they didn't have to settle for less than they wanted. It's like it's the same reason that it's going to be. It was really hard for Colin Kaepernick to build his collusion case. Could there have been collusion? Yes, but the fact that Eric Reed got signed, and the fact that um, other players that had protested got signed, they were. It, it, it makes it the, the the owners of the teams are able to push that case away, and it doesn't stand in court, even though it may be what happened. There, there's no basis for you to make that legal basis for them to make that argument anymore. So I don't I don't know that there's I think there could be a strike, but I don't I don't think that there's going to be. I thought a few a few months ago, I thought that it was kind of a done deal if they didn't get the money, but they did get the money. So I don't think it's a done deal anymore. I think it's a possibility. Kazo, what do you I think about with, that? I, I kind of agree with Nick, though, on here, obviously. I think, like, if you asked me literally yesterday, literally yesterday, because I was like, I don't know, Bryce Harper doesn't get signed, then I think there's a good chance that they go on strike. But I kind of agree with Dick now. I said the fact that they got paid and they got their money, even though it took longer than it needed to, I wouldn't be surprised now if all the dominoes fall. And that a lot of these free agents, maybe not a lot of the free agents that are still out there, but maybe the good quality free agents that are out there are still going to get are still going to get paid. Do I think there is a possibility of still being a strike? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent wiping it off the face of the earth. I'm saying there's no way there's going to get a strike, but I think this hurts. It, it, it helps the players, but it also hurts their case if there's people trying to make a, if there's people trying to make a strike, a case for a strike because they got paid. And that's and that's like one of the things that matters, and that's gonna come up, that's gonna come back, and that might bite them in the ass later on. Not Harper Machado, but other players who want to who want to strike. Tim, I I think the problem is like the only problem I have with the years is like Joe, you're right, because like the their value does go down as they get older. But the thing is like they they. The reason they want the years is because of the guaranteed money. Like, like, say for instance, when they said like, I heard somewhere they said like four years, forty-five million. That would that would come out to like a hundred. What is that? One hundred ninety, one hundred eighty million over four years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That kind. Of, yeah. The, the, the thing is, they want. They want what everybody else in the in the world wants is security. They want the guaranteed money. That's the thing, and that's why that's why the years. If, oh, if, if it's that bad, they probably should put like a cap on it or something, kind of like what they do in the NBA. If you can't sign them for more than a certain amount of years, because I mean it, it is a pretty big risk, but I just think that. You know, the, the players deserve the money. The teams can pay the money. It, it just seems fair for the most part. So that's why, that's why I just come to that conclusion. That it's not 
It's not the greatest thing, but it's not the worst thing either. I'm still 95% sure that there's going to be a strike. Two weeks ago, I was I was 100%. We're, we're going towards a work stoppage, but I don't think the owners will give way anymore if they don't have to. And there's going to be a 95-esque strike, and it's just simply based on the fact that players really aren't worth that much money. Yes, they. If an organization, they they're just not worth it here. If an organization yeah. goes to somebody and says, "Here's a $300 million check," obviously the player is going to take it. No one's going to turn down any sort of ridiculous type of money. But the thing is, and I I sound like I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. None of these contracts have actually turned out to do anything. Josh Hamilton failed. Albert Pujols has failed. Prince Fielder failed. A Rod failed twice. Stanton so far has failed. Actually, he has failed. The Marlins traded him. That's a failure. The Yankees are paying for 10 years, yes, but the Marlins are the ones that inked, that inked the contract and are still paying half of his salary. Well, the Yankees are definitely paying most Yeah, in the latter half. The Marlins are still paying some. Yeah, in the latter half. But the they're Yan- paying some, but not half. There's no way. It diminishes over time, but right now I think they're paying half. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Either way. It, Stanton still is a failure at this point, and he might be a failure with the Yankees. The Yankees might trade him if Clint Frazier is, you know, knocking on the door and Gardner's having a good year and Hicks is having a good year. You're not getting rid of Judge out of that lineup, and if if Frazier really can't stay out of the lineup, they they might move on from Stanton. Yeah, but I, I but the reason you're thinking this is because I think we have some sort of, sort of like. Like, you know, uh, observation that it, it traps a baseball team to have to pay a it does. million dollars a year. It the, the player holds them hostage at a certain point because of what. And the other point about the, about these contracts, majority of the general managers that's that sign the deals don't see the. End of the contract. They get fired at some point. Yeah, and that's why the owner is to make all that money. Yeah, they fire a GM that made a a stupid decision a decade ago. I still can't get over 13 years for Harper. You're marrying Harper. I really don't. It's 13 years, Nick. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that. It's the fact that he's going to be a mid-30s baseball player getting $25 million. I've seen it up close and personal with A-Rod before. Yeah, but so how much, how much is $22 million worth of a billion dollars? That's not important. How much is... Harper's a 
I oh, give me a second. I'm gonna do some quick googling. The, the worst thing is they go over the salary cap and they have to pay luxuries which they can also afford. That's not the the problem is what what Harper's value to what what that diminishes to in his mid thirties. How the hell can you say that, Tim? But that's what he's getting paid for. What? That's what he's getting paid for. Yeah, to play. He's getting paid to be Bryce Harper. final six years this is going to be such a Tim worst case scenario with these contracts majority of the time is the case scenario that's what I'm that's what ultimately ends up happening oh my god you're paying for yesteryear at a certain point No, they're not. The reason why they're not underpaying him is because nobody else was giving him the money. Nobody else was going to was willing to give him the three hundred million dollars. Dodgers, what was? He wasn't going to the Dodgers. He wasn't going to the Dodgers. He's a Scott Boris client. John, he's a spot. He's a Scott Boris client. Of course, he cares about the money. I know. Whether it's thirteen years or not, more than I know two hundred. I know he cares about the money, Joe. All right. I know he's a Scott Boris client, but at the end, it seems like the years maybe outweighed maybe marginally, but to some extent, the years outweighed the money. Because if he was, if he cared about solely about the money, it would have been a 10-year, $350 million deal. He was more concerned about the year. Or if he was concerned about money annually and trying to make the most money, he would have signed with the Dodgers. Do you want to know how much or what Bryce Harper's war was at the highest when it was, excluding his MVP season? Yes, it is about that. That's what these players are getting paid for now. Is is wins what above replacement? He before he had a shit year last year. From what I heard, the Yankees are gonna pay ten years, fifty million dollars a year, and it was gonna be a five hundred million dollar contract. That was a speculation from everyone. 
Right, last year, last yes. Year. And then he had a crap year, and then it went down. And guess what? The Yankees could have afforded that, too. Guess what? I went on this podcast and said Bryce Harper might be the the first $500 million baseball player. And I was dead wrong. Joe, let me ask you a question. Shoot. All right. Uh, say Harper and Machado were still weren't signed, hypothetically. Right. Which one do you think should get more money? Harper. Why? Because Harper is the better baseball player. No, he's not. Oh. Stats wouldn't say that. You can't look at just the stats. You also have to look at how they are as a teammate. Machado's not a good teammate. Harper. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Harper may have had a bad year, but that's what he brings to a franchise. Harper is an MVP. I, everyone has a bad year. Harper's highest war outside of his MVP season was was his rookie year. No, yeah, but but the point the point I'm trying to make was. That Nick is right that he the value he brings is beyond the baseball field, and that's what I'm saying why he deserves to get paid that much money. You know what's a funny thing about the uh, the Harper contract? What's that? Uh, Harper's final paycheck from the Phillies will come in 2031, and Bobby Bonilla's final paycheck from the Mets will come in 2035. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Are you kidding me? No, they brought that up on the K show too. Let's end with this. Of the three players, which do you think which contract will age the best? Uh, I'm actually going to say Harper because he'll go through the, the entirety. There will be new collective bargaining agreements, one, possibly two, by the time his contract is over. Which is absolutely insane. That's insane. He might live through two CBAs. That's utterly with one team is utterly insane. Yeah, and that makes that means it'll age really well because how way less compared to other stars. What has not? What has? What have I been saying that has not been getting through through your thick skull? You're still paying a thirty mid thirty guy twenty five million bucks. Why? Everybody will be paying. Everybody will be paying thirty-something-year-old guys twenty-five million dollars. No, they won't. Contracts will cost. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. That you know what would be my number one rule? Well, my number one rule would be never give out a ten-year contract. But rule number two would be to never pay a mid-thirty guy over twenty million dollars. Ever. Ever. That's my personal rule if I was ever a general manager. Never give out a 10-year deal and never pay a, a mid-30 guy over $20 million. Okay, do you remember, um, I want to bring you back to Earth for a second. Do you remember um, <laughs> in $75 million contract where he was getting $27 million a year was outrageously high? Yes, because that was the highest annual value and the biggest contract in the sports. Okay, so the average around that time was like 
you know, maybe 20, 19, 20 million a year for a really good player, right? Right. Okay. So if you had signed, if you had signed a rod to, if you had signed a rod to a 10 year contract back then, and it was, he was making the 20 million or so that was average for the time back then. He would have gone to his age 36 season making $20 million a year, right? Right. That's what every 36-year-old guy who was once a great player is making in baseball now anyway. Robinson Cano is making that much. Ichiro was making that much. Oh, I forgot about my boy Cano. That's also a failure. Chipper Jones was making that much. I mean, come on. Like, Bryce Harper's contract is going to age gracefully because it's it's team friends. The collective bargaining agreement is going to change, and the salaries are going to go up, and Harper's salary is going to stay the same, and there's no opt-out, so we can't change it. Cano's, Cano's contract is not a failure. It's only because the Mariners want to rebuild it. They traded him. That's a failure. The team that oh, if no. the team that signs the player trades them, that's a failure on a contract. I also my, my, Nick for my you. My point is not whether he's an he's a, he's a bad contract. My point is his out his he is the new normal for that age of a player, and Bryce Harper would become the new normal in the future because the salaries will have gone up because of inflation and changes in bargaining. I'm going to say this now. Okay. 41.12. That's the timestamp on what you just said. On on the point you made about Harper, his contract aging gracefully. Okay. In 2026, I want you to come back to 41.12 on this podcast and see if your words still remain the same because I would go to Vegas and bet almost the house on that not happening. Listen, maybe it won't, but that's I'm just going by what the past trends in baseball told me, and that's that these things, the salaries go up every 10 years or so, and he's signed for 13 years. So we could end up with two collective bargaining agreement changes, and I think his salary is going to age pretty gracefully in that regard. I, I will never be able to say... 13 years, 30, $330 million with a straight face. Ever. I, I'll never be able to say That's such an absurd contract. Anyway, I, I agree with Tim and John. I think Arenado's contract will age the same. I think, honestly, if I had to bet, I, I would think Machado's would age the worst. That has... That has A-Rod written all over it. Maybe a couple of MVPs. Possibly you get to the NLCS. Maybe you get to the World Series. But there's no shot in hell that this team is going to win the World Series paying Manny Machado the number that they're paying him, which is $30 million a year for 10, for 10 years. I'm still rooting for the Padres, but I don't know. Well, Tim, to address what you said, he has an opt-out, yes, but he also is very unlikely to use that opt-out. because It's like David Price. Price have to, had an opt-out this year. Was he going to take it? Hell no. No one was give, giving him the money that the Red Sox were going to give him. Yeah, 
that's true. That's a good point. Well, that's why you sign these players to win a World Series. That's why you sign the guy in the first place to win a World Series. That's why I say that these contracts are strangleholds and should never happen ever. The teams have the money. They don't have to give the years. I don't think they need to put a cap on the years. I think teams just need to stop giving out 10-year contracts. The Arenado deal was great. The Aaron Hicks deal was fantastic. That's actually the last point I want to make. The Aaron Hicks deal should be the framework for all these new deals with these up-and-coming players. Ozzie Albies, um, why am I forgetting the other player in, in Atlanta? Acuna Jr. Fernando Tatis, whenever he gets to the major leagues. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., whenever he gets to the, to the, to, to the major leagues. Aaron Hicks is the deal that they're going to that teams should follow with young players give them the security two or three years before they hit arbit or a year or two before they hit arbitration their last year of arbitration so you avoid all of this mess you give the player some sort of security and you at least pay the player some money yes hicks probably left maybe 30 million dollars on the table maybe but he still got 70 70 million dollars for seven years that's an, a lot of security and a decent amount of money. They don't have to give over the power. The organization at the end of the day has all of the power. You know where they're going to ask for it? They're going to ask for it in the courts, and we're going to have a strike. I, I think you guys are all way too hung up on years. I think any amount of Why? years is manageable. Listen, any, you keep saying they don't work. And any amount of years is manageable if you have the right annual salary. If you have a manageable annual salary, you can make any amount of years work. 
I think that's a ridiculous point. He it broke down because he broke down. That's what happens when you're in your mid thirties. He broke. He was and he missed an entire year because of steroids. They wrote it out anyway. A Rod missed a year. Then, towards the end of his contract, they sat him because he was so bad and because they didn't want to give him the kicker if he actually hit 600 home runs. But do you agree that if he was making less money, they could have been able to potentially trade him or it would have been easier to cut their losses and release him? No. Why? Also, don't forget about Chris Davis. He's still making twenty million. Oh my god! Oh my god! I totally forgot about that one. That might be the the biggest contract that goes underneath the wire in the history of sports. I mean, good. Hey, hey, you want proof that any contract is manageable if you have the right annual salary? You want proof? Go ahead, prove. Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid. On that note, we're going to end the first podcast of year two. Another play by play reunion. We're going to do this again when the regular season starts and and the new year for the baseball season of 2019 ushers in again guys we've been going for almost an hour um we're now in the credits if you guys got anything to plug plug away now is the time before right before we get out of here all right what do you guys think uh Keichel and Kimbrough are going to sign I don't think Kimbrell is going to sign anywhere and I think Keichel is going to sign with a one-year deal with some uh, up-and-coming contender, like like a team that is Milwaukee. on the cusp of content. Maybe Milwaukee, a team that's on the cusp of contending and needs that little extra. St. Louis or Minnesota on a one-year deal? You said Minnesota? Yes. Uh, St. Louis, I think he said. St. Louis yeah. or Minnesota for Keiko. Okay. Kimbrell will not sign. You got anything to plug there, Cuzzo? 
You got anything to plug? Because I know Tim doesn't. All right, well, you know, I guess this is a new year, new me, whatever, I guess, right? Um, <laughs> Didn't think that was going to come out of your mouth, but sure. That's all we need is the handle. How about we turn the floor to the pro at plugging his shit? Do we have a date okay. for do we have a date for the UCF video there, Nick? Uh we do not. I it's still in develop it's stuck in development hell, as we say in the, the film industry. I don't want this I, video go, go getting cut on the on the cutting room floor. I actually want to see this thing. I'll eventually have it out, I promise. But I don't have I don't have a I don't have a timetable for any of my projects. I have so many projects that I'm working on. I don't have a timetable for any of them. He's a busy man. Where can they follow you on the Twitters and, and all that sort of jazz? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Nick Parodies. They can follow me on Instagram at Nick Parodies. They can follow me on uh, Snapchat at Nick Parodies. Uh, I write movie reviews on an app called Letterboxd. You can follow me at Nick Parodies. Um, Tomorrow at Texas Roadhouse, you can wear a dress. Thank yep. you. Texas Roadhouse, like Middletown, Route 211. Yeah, come see. Blowing up the spot. Yeah, we're actually doing the fantasy football dinner. The loser, finally, give us a month to actually do it. But on this side of the ledger, at NotTheFakeJLeo on Twitter, you can listen to my weekly radio show on MyWBCR.com. That's MyWBCR.com. We will be definitely talking about this. We will be talking about the pitch clock in Major League Baseball as well as the strike. Just to give you a preview of next week's show, I will also have a interview with former assistant coach of the Brooklyn College Bulldogs, William Holly, discussing his situation sometime on Tuesday on WBCR. Um, I also write for WBCR. I'm, a, I'm an editor for the new magazine that they put out. So just go on their website. Again, all their news. I'm still on the Excelsior um, from time to time. That comes out on Wednesdays. And of course, how could I forget this podcast and The Basement View? I have my annual Major League Baseball rankings coming out on opening day. Just like Nick, they're stuck in development hell. I still haven't finished the top 10 in, in the top 30. So that will be out hopefully on opening day. I, I, I'm giving myself until then to, to get it out. I'm, that's over a month. So hopefully that'll be out on opening day. And if you got to this point of the podcast, I don't know where it's going to be at editing, but right now it's almost at 56 minutes. Hit that subscribe button. We're in year two of the podcast. We got guests lined up for year two that you haven't heard before. Some you've heard that are returning. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do this again. So if you enjoyed this, just three New York idiots babbling about 10-year contracts. Share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. And you know the saying goes around here. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here. Peace.